what is up Dillon Nation, it's Rick here, welcome back. Now in this episode, we will be talking about this company by the name of Riwi Corp, R-I-W-I-C-O-R-P, right, Riwi Corp. Now this is a high growth subscription based company and they've been performing very well since 2015 when they first started trading in the market. Now when you look at their third quarter results in 2020, their revenue was about $3 million, right? And that was only during the first nine months, which ended in September, right? And you compare that to their 2019 results within the same period, it increased up to 29%. Now, it doesn't seem like much, right? But here's the thing. The revenue for that first nine months in 2020 has already surpassed the 12 months revenue in 2019 itself. Right, and not only that, their rev- their net income was about six hundred ninety thousand dollars during the first nine months of twenty twenty, and it increased up to ten percent compared to the net income uh, during the same period in twenty nineteen. So for some people, this may not seem like a huge growth potential. Right, that is, it seems like they are not really performing that well. But I think we do have to consider the situation that they had to go through. Right? Because 2020 is not a very smooth year for everyone. All of us businesses, we had to go through the COVID-19 pandemic and also the poor economic situation. Right, So to have that growth, even with the poor market condition, it shows that the company is strong and they are still capable of growing. And that is why I decided to talk about this company in this episode. However, I'll be breaking it into two episodes just like I did before, because it's going to take a very long time to put it all into one episode, right? So I don't, I don't want to make it too long. So I'll break it down into two parts. The first part, we'll be talking about the company overview, business model, and also management team. And the second part, part two, we'll be discussing about the financials, the growth strategy, and also some of the highlights of what I like and dislike about this company, and also a little bit bonus at the end of the episode. But before that, Here's a quick disclaimer. This is not an advice or even a recommendation. So do not take this as a financial advice. If you need a proper advice, do speak to a fiduciary or financial advisor and they'll be able to help you with your specific needs. So when you are ready, let us get started. So first of all, let's talk about the company overview. What is Corp, and what do they really do? So Rivicorp is actually a Canadian company listed in Canada and it is a micro cap company uh, that has a market cap of about $50 million. But of course, it comes with huge growth potential, right? We're talking about multi-baggers here. But again, go through this and see what you think about it, right? So like I said, it's a Canadian company, micro, micro cap company, and they are a global trend tracking and also prediction technology firm and they use their patented technology platform, which is the Random Domain Intercept technology, to offer their clients with tracking survey, continuous risk monitoring, and predictive analytics in order to measure public sentiment. Now, if you don't understand, don't worry, just carry on. You'll learn a lot about this company, right? So this technology, first of all, it is patented, and the software solution that is provided by this company, Rewi, is a cloud-based software, right? They are providing a cloud-based software and it is very suitable for clients who are seeking for real-time consumer and also citizen sentiment data anywhere in the world, 
in order to improve their business performance, evaluate effectiveness of, let's say, a program, or they can enhance customer engagement uh, to monitor and also reduce emerging threats and violent conflict and so much more. So I think here's the thing. These days, data is everything, right? Data is very, very important. If let's say you're a business person, you would want to know more about your customer, right? You want to know their, their spending behavior, their average uh, transaction, uh, customer demographic, you know, and so on. All of that is data, right? You need data. And let's say you are, you own a research company, right? Or let's say you are a researcher. You are also going, you're also going to need data, right? All of these data are very, very important. And you want to get these results or even analysis, this data, that is as accurate as possible or as close to the truth as possible. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense for you to be doing all this research and survey, right? So that is what Revi is providing, right? That's what this company is providing. And their platform allows their, their client to obtain continuous and live data feeds and also constantly updating analytics, right? And on top of that, Revi, this company, they have their own machine learning properties which provide real-time applied analytics, forecasts, and also advanced warnings for customers who are seeking for data-enabled business insights. So this will, will be so useful and it will eliminate so many things. The first thing is it will eliminate labor-intensive manual computation, right? Because you don't need manual computation anymore, right? Everything can be done online and real-time. That's the first thing. The second thing is there is no need for online panel firms in different countries. Why? Because since everything is now online, it can be done globally, right? It doesn't need an online uh, panel firm in different countries. The third thing is there is no need for market research insights professionals in different countries. And also there is no need for external statistical firms, right? Because all of this can be done with Rewi's uh, proprietary machine learning technology. So now, how do they make money? That's a very important question. How does Revi make their money? So here's the thing. Revi function as a DAAS, DAS, right? So it's a data as a service. So they actually earn from recurring revenue powered by proprietary machine learning system and methods. And they earn their revenue through monthly, uh, quarterly, and also annual subscription and also long-term multi-year agreement with their clients. And they offer their clients with web-based dashboards with continual updating data, analytics, forecasts, map visualization, and also downloadable reports. So now the question is how reliable are their data, right? If, you are, if they are providing uh, analytics or even forecasted uh, survey or even data, it has to be accurate, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So the key here is we want to know how reliable are the data that is provided by Rewi. So the thing is, Rewi has a successful track record of predicting major political and social economy, social economic events before they even occur, right? So a good example is, the first example is, in 2011, the data collected by Rewi led the company to predict the fall of Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak. All right, that's the first example. The second example is prior to the 2016 US pres presidential election, despite what the polls and also political uh, pundits were indicating, Rewi's, uh, their own data 
accurately predicted that Donald Trump would win the elec- uh, election, right? And he would become the next president. And that means what essentially they actually saw it coming. Their data actually provided a more accurate uh, results, a, new, a more accurate analysis of the vote, right? And not only that, Revis technology has also been reviewed approved by and also deployed by some of the research units at top universities like Harvard, Oxford and also uh, Australian national universities and they have also been verified by G7 agencies like the US state governments. So if those for those who do not know what G7 is, I suggest you go look go and read more about it because G7 agencies are a pretty big deal, right? And on top of that, their clients include Freedom House the United Nations World Food Program and the World Bank and so many more, right? So I'm not going to highlight everything here. I'm just trying to tell you that the data that they are providing are actually uh, accurate and they have a very successful track record doing so, right? So there's, I don't think there's anything to doubt about their service, right? Next, how do they get such accurate data compared to their competitors? Well, here's the thing. Rather than simply menu, uh, measuring social media sentiments using algorithms that scrape out data from online posts, from forum, just like many other trend tracking companies are doing, what Revi does is they use their patented machine learning technology and they focus on capturing the opinions and perspective of what, com- what the company calls as quiet voice of the world. So what is quiet voice? Quiet voice are the voices of those people who don't tend to express their feelings and also opinions in typical surveys or even on social media, right? Either because they don't feel comfortable doing so or they don't want to uh, give away their personal information like their email address or because they are prohibited from doing so, right? For some reason, right? So the question next we want to know is how does it work? How does this whole uh, trend tracking work, right? So here is how it works. If somebody is surfing the web, Right, and they land on an inactive or even an abandoned non-trademark domain. And if that person is located in an area of interest to one of uh, Revi's client, the person will have a random chance of being exposed to a survey or even an ad test, right, which is developed by Revi. And the question in this survey or even ad test has been carefully structured and framed to eliminate risk of biases. And on top of that, Revi does not collect any personal data of participants so that they can still remain truly anonymous. All these uh, people who are doing the survey, they can still remain anonymous and they can feel more comfortable expressing their opinions. And that is why the data that they get are more accurate, right? Closer to the truth, right? And because no user data is collected or even being stored, so we can say that Revi's method is acceptable to data protection regulations all around the world because no data is being collected and they can deliver the curated survey results and all the raw data to their clients on a continuous and real-time basis accurately, right? So that's how it works. And now let's look at the management instead. So as for the management, I've gone through the CEO I'm not going to go through all of this, the management. I'm just going to look at the CEO. So the CEO is, his name is Neil Seaman, right? He is the founder, he's the CEO, and he's also the chief privacy officer and chairman of Rewe Corp, right? He basically owns everything. And there's a lot 
to talk about this CEO, but I'll just highlight some of the important info that is more relevant to the topic, right? So he is the one who invented Rewi's core intellectual property, right? So when he was at IBM Canada, that was where he specialized in commercial applications of online sentiment data. And then he founded the Canadian Statistical Assessment Service. And he has been an angel investor and advisor to many web data companies. And not only that, Neil Simon has a globally recognized research in the field of infodermiology, which is a growing area of internet research that guided him to develop the Revis core technology to track the H1N1 virus and improve understanding of how different online populations behave and also react during a pandemic. So from his background, we can say that he has some pretty decent experience in this field. Also looking at some of his videos and also interviews, I noticed that he is someone who is very humble and also has a lot of integrity, right? But of course, that is just my based on my opinion. If you guys want to find out more, go and check out his interviews as well. It's all on YouTube. But however, as I go through more of his video, I realize that to some extent when he is answering some of the questions in his interview, the answers that he gives are somewhat too surface or I would say too general, right? As in, I wish he would elaborate more in that sense. So it's still hard to judge whether he's doing it, he's doing it on purpose or he's, he actually just wants wants to give a very general answer, right? So it's very hard to tell. So, but I'll give you, give him the benefit of the doubt because he has been doing very well. He's been growing the company so, so well. So I have no doubt that he's actually, he actually knows what he's doing, right? So that's the first thing, the CEO. Second, second thing, we look at the ownership stake. So as of March, 2020, the company's executive officers and also directors owns about 56.9% of the company's shares, right? So they own more than half of the company's shares, right? So we can say that the management really has skin in the game, right? So it's a very, very good thing for us as investors. And not only that, the CEO himself, Neil Seaman, he owns about 34.6% of the company shares, right? So this is something I really, really like because it gives me the confidence if I were to invest in a company, I know that the CEO himself, has a huge chunk of his money in the company, right? So I do have the confidence when I see that, right? The third thing, let's look at remuneration. Now, this is something that really concerns me because from my own analysis, comparing the re uh, remuneration to the net income, the company seems to be spending a lot on the management compensation, right? So this is something that really worries me. But based on the report that I've read, some of the articles, it says that if we look at the groups, uh, the, the group of companies with similar market capitalization as Rewi, we can see that the median CEO total compensation was way higher than what is being paid to uh, the CEO of Rewi, right? So it does appear that Rewi Corps, re, uh, they actually remunerate their CEO below most similar size companies, right? So if you consider the growth of the company, we can say that the management is doing a great job growing the company so i think it would be it would still be okay for the for the company to be compensating more to the ceo right because they are still paying lesser or they're still remunerating way lesser than compared to their same sized 
similar sized companies, right? But then again, I do think that you have to make your own decisions, look at the remuneration and think if you're okay with uh, the percentage of it, right? To me, I would want to be more conservative in that sense. But in this case, since the, since the CEO and the management is doing a great job, so I would be fine if the company decides to pay more to their management, but provided I want to see that the company continues to grow in the future. Right, And the last thing I want to talk about is the insider trading. So looking at Yahoo Finance insider trading, the directors are constantly acquiring their own shares. Right, So that shows that you know they are really happy to own Rebi shares. And that also provides confidence to shareholders who already own the share and also future shareholders who plan to own the share. Right, So these are the four things that I look at in uh, the management. Right, So I guess that is all from me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow and subscribe. If you're new to this podcast, we release new episodes twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. And we also share tips and strategies to help you become a better investor so that you can make better investment decisions. So consider subscribing if you haven't already. For more info about Dilun Investing, check out dilun.com to find out more. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.